Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Today, we shall carefully look at um, some of those things our brethren in the days gone by could not do. Some of the privileges they didn't enjoy. You know, it is said, and we know, that there were certain sacrifices that couldn't be offered because it would require the high priests to enter to perform certain sacrifices. Today, we shall be looking at atonement. 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 We shall look at it briefly from the Old Testament concepts, understanding it from the biblical base as contained in the book of Leviticus, chapter 16. And we will draw reference from it as we look at Christ, our eternal atonement. Christ, who has completed the work of redemption. So, but we'll draw our lesson from the Old Testament, Leviticus chapter 16. I'd like to quickly say, before we read the scripture, that you know that the scripture said that the offering of the bond offering, the offering or the sin offering, the issue of the atonement, the issue of pleading for the sin of the people was done once in a year by the high priest who enters to perform the act of sacrifice. And you remember, just like we have come before God, Worshipping God in his presence, expected to be the holies of holies, the holy place. In those days, they didn't have the privilege. They didn't have the privilege. They remained in the tent and allowed the high priests to enter into the holies of the holies. And they would enter with a chain round his waist. And the chain must have bells must be such that it can ring so that they can hear and be sure that there's movement. And as it is tied around his waist, there is a long chain that is drawn to the outer court so that in their mindset, it is expected that as he is inside there performing the sacrifice of the bull for himself and his family, and now go ahead to perform the sacrifice of the goats for the people. And when he would have collected the blood and he's sprinkling it at the mercy seats, when the cloud has gone above the mercy seats, before he can stretch forth his hand so that he will not die. While he's doing this, it is expected that every of the movements he makes inside we be the bell will be sounding so outside they will know he is still alive 
at any point at which they will discover that the bell is no more sounding. They are no longer hearing any sound of the bell. They will know that he had been stricken by the Lord. But you know, today, we no longer observe that. Every one of us enters. We have the confidence to enter into the holy place to worship God. Sometimes, we sin. The chief, the high priest, we enter once. But he will first of all, remember, perform sacrifice with the bull for himself and his family before he will not go on with the two goats to perform the lot and the rest of them and perform the sacrifice. A holy person. He would have washed himself. There's a particular garment he must wear. There's a kind of garment he can never dare to wear to enter into the presence of God. Now, this way, things that must be done before he could enter. And even when he has entered, the moment they discover that they're no longer hearing the sound of the bell, those outside, we just with the rope, they will draw him out. Because no other person is qualified to enter. So in the event in which they forget to put a chain around him, he will just rot them. Because nobody dares enter in. But today, what a privilege we have. Today, what a privilege we have. Unfortunately, we have abused that privilege. We no longer enter into God's presence with a pure heart, with a holy hand. So we now do it anyhow. But today, we shall look at the issue of atonement. And as we look at atonement from the Levitical order, looking at Leviticus chapter 16, we will carry it to what Christ did for us as a final atonement. Leviticus chapter 16. I'll read from verses 1, and I would get to probably verses 22. A very long verse we have scripture we have to read, but that's okay because we need that we need the understanding. Leviticus chapter 16. Now we'll read together. I'll be reading from New King James Version. Now the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they offered profane fire before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the holy place, inside the veil, before the mercy seat, which is on the ark, lest he die. For I will appear in the cloud above the mercy seat. Thus, Aaron shall come into the holy place with the blood of the young bull as a sin offering and of a ram as a burnt offering. He shall put the holy linen tonic and the linen trousers on his body. He shall be guarded with a linen sash, and with the linen turban he shall be attired. These are holy garments. Therefore, he shall wash his body in water and put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats as a sin offering, and one ram as a burnt offering. 
Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoats. And Aaron shall bring the goats on which the Lord's lot fell and offer it as a sin offering. But, but the goat on which the Lord fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and to let it go as a scapegoat into the wilderness. And Aaron shall bring the bull of the sin offering which is for himself and to make atonement for himself and for his house and shall kill the bull as a sin offering, which is for himself. Then he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from the altar before the Lord with his hands full of sweet incense, beaten fine, and bring it into the veil. And he shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the testimony, lest he die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side. And before the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goats of the sin offering, which is for the people. Bring its blood inside the veil. Do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bull and sprinkle it on the mercy seats and before the mercy seats. So, he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions for all their sins. And so, he shall do for the tabernacle of meeting which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. There shall be no man in the tabernacle of meeting when he goes in to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out, that he may make atonement for himself, for his household, and for all the assembly of Israel. And he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it, and shall take some of the blood of the bulls and some of the blood of the goats and put it on the horns of the altar all around. Then he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and consecrate it from, from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. Now, and when he had made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, he shall bring the live goats. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goats, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions, concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goats, and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man 
the goat shall bear on itself all the iniquities to an uninhabited land, and it shall release the goats in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, what I have just read, if we want to do, if we want to explain every detail, then we may not have time. But where we are going to, I will pick a few issues that is for our own learning. Now, this was God giving instruction for how the achievements will be carried out. And the first people who are concerned, the first subjects, the very first important people who are involved in this atonement is the high priest. The priest himself. Who must himself be prepared for the sacrifice? He cannot enter to, pre- to carry out the sacrifice unprepared. He can't offer a sacrifice unholy. And that was why he started from verse 1. That remember the two sons of, a- of Aaron. How God dealt with them when they offered profane offering to the Lord. So the Lord said the first and foremost thing to be done is that the one who wants to go and perform the sacrifice must himself be of good standing. Now that presupposes that for any of us who want to enter into God's presence for the sacrifice, we must ourselves be of good standing. Regardless of whether we think of ourselves as being the high priests or whether we think of ourselves as being priests or whatsoever. Because these things were written for our learning. So the high priest was to enter knowing that himself he must be qualified. Now what were the things he needed to do? He was to come before the sacrifice with three particular objects for the sacrifice. Number one, the bull. And the other two things, two goats. In short, kids, two goats. He will bring them. Now, when he brings them, he takes them into the place of sacrifice. But he would send everybody out all alone, all by himself. He will perform the offering of the bull. He will kill the bull and make sacrifice for himself. And then he will now make for his family. As a sin offering. When he has satisfied that, he will not carry out the other two goats. He will put one here. And he will put another one here. Then he will now carry out what they call casting of lots. He will cast lots twice. He will say, this is the lot of the Lord. Then this is the lot for the people. Listen to me. Let's flow very well so that we can understand where we are getting at. He will carry out two different lots. The very first lot is the lot for the Lord. And the second lot is the lot for the people. Then when he will not begin to count, he will not begin to cast, 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 cast. Any of the two goats that the lot for the Lord falls upon is the one that will die. Is the one that will die. 
Now, the one that the Lord for the people will fall upon is the one that will be the scapegoat. Just flow with me. Because these were the practices that our people were engaged in. Not just any time. But they were doing this thing at a specified time. So after he would have done all these things, the one that the lot of the Lord will fall upon, he will kill. After killing it, he will carry the blood, sprinkle it on the mercy seats. But he must always be careful to make sure at the point of sprinkling, it must be the time that the cloud is over the mercy seats. The cloud, of course, depicts the presence of God coming upon the mercy seat so that I can have mercy. Because God does not behold iniquity. But when he beholds, when he sees the blood and he sees his mercy, he forgives. So he warned the high priest, don't ever stretch your hand to sprinkle when the cloud has not come upon the mercy seats. And that is why sometimes even when we commit sin, we begin to imagine why is God still keeping some people alive? It is because of the mercy of God. And that is why even our fathers way past, even in the performance of the sacrifice, it is always on the mercy seat. Lord, remember your mercy. Seven times. Perfect one. Lord, remember your mercy. Then after they have finished that one, the other goat that the Lord for the people fell upon will be brought out. Now, when it is brought out, what will they do? The priests will not carry the blood. After he had killed the bull, which he did for himself and his family, he killed the goat for the sacrifice of the people. He will not carry the blood and lay it upon the head of the other goats. Are we together? Are we together? Now, he will not lay it on the head of the other goats and begin to lay upon that goat all the sins of the people of Israel. Ah, Lord, the people have committed adultery. Lord, let the adultery be upon these goats. Lord, the people have committed fornication. Let the fornication be upon this goat. The consequences of this. So you can imagine how terrible that goat will be. And the goat will just be there. Bah, bah. And as his man... He said they have committed, they have committed idolatry. Let the consequence of idolatry be upon this good. And all the people outside, they are just there waiting. Because they are waiting to see the scapegoat when it will come out. They are waiting to see the scapegoat. And as the scapegoat is coming out, everybody is watching. Look at how our sin is going. So the sin of everybody in the land and their transgressions, both abominable, all these things they've committed is laid upon that scapegoat. Then the scapegoat is brought out. And as he's bringing it out, the whole people are looking, waiting. And as he brings out the scapegoat, everybody will be watching. Then he will commit the scapegoat into the hand of a suitable man. Which we may not have time now to start talking about the suitability of that man. He will commit it into the hand of a suitable man. Who will carry the goat out of the tent? Take, it, take the goat to the wilderness and set the scapegoats into the wilderness. Not free. Not free. He didn't set the goat free. He set the goat away 
into the wilderness. That was what our fathers did. That was the instruction our fathers were meant to carry out. What was the significance of those things that happened? Number one, the significance of the killing the goats implies that every sinner shall die. Every sinner will die. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. What did the Bible say in Romans chapter 6, verse 23? The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Because the people have sinned, a goat needed to die. There is no sin that will go unpunished. And that is why the goats had to die. Number two. Why did they, the second thing is that they had to send the second one into the wilderness. What is the idea? In Psalm 103, verse 12. Let's see what the Bible said in Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. So God, as I have, as I have forgiven you, as I have killed the issue of the sin, he had to send it far away. And that was why they sent it far into the wilderness. So that it will be far from the people. Their fornication, far from them. It was not just goat that was going. It was idolatry that was going. It was adultery that was going. So he was sending it far from the people. Where it will no longer have any link with the people. And that has always been God's intention for us. That each time I forgive you, each time I have dealt with a particular sin in your life, I send it far from you. He sent it to the wilderness. The third implication. You know he did not only just send it far. There was something that happened to the good. He burnt them. He burnt the bull and the goats that were killed. What is the idea? The idea is total destruction of sin. The idea of God, the implication, what God has at the back of his mind whenever he deals with our sin is that he wants to totally obliterate the issue of our sin. He wants to totally wipe out the issue of the sins that we have committed. And that's why after he had finished the sacrifice, the bull and the goat that were sacrificed, he will burn them. The Bible says, your sin I shall remember no more. But you know what? That was what was practiced in the Old Testament. How does that relate to us in the New Testament? Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. Let's see verses 11 to 15. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 to 15. How does this relate to us? But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with, the, with his own blood, he, opt, uh, he entered the most holy place once for all, 
having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgression under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Did you see there? Under Christ, we have a greater promise. Under Christ, we have a greater covenant. Under Christ, we have a greater promise. And that we can see in verse 11. He said, we have a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. A better promise. Not only is it a better promise, but we also know that in verse 12, the Bible says, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. So he didn't need to look for any bull. He didn't need to look for any blood of goats. He didn't need to look for any calf. He offered his own blood. Not with any other blood. Not with an impure, impure blood. Not with a, 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 a dirty blood. Not with an unclean animal. But he offered his own blood. And in verse 12, the Bible says he did it once and for all. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, the Bible said there's a time they do it. In short, they enter there once in a year and they know the time that they get in to do it. But this one, he did it once and for all. And that is why atonement is called at one moment. At one moment. He entered and perfected it once and for all. And that is why you cannot talk about atonement without saying that it is reconciliation of God and mankind through Jesus Christ by his death. It was the death of Christ upon the cross that brought about reconciliation of man and God. So he did it once and for all. We are not looking for any other death that Christ can die. He has died once and for all. So what are the differences we saw looking at these two things that happened? Number one, the priests of those days will first of all offer sacrifice for themselves and for their household. But the person we are talking about, Christ Jesus, did not need to do that. In him is the eternal sacrifice. He didn't need to offer anything. You know, and that is why I used to laugh and I used to pity those who go to herbalists. To beg herbalists, I want to live long. And we see herbalists who die at 40-something, 50-something, 60-something. And they say, I want to live long. I want to live 120 years. And the herbalist himself, who can make somebody live 120 years, is unable to make himself to live that number of years. Because if truly somebody can do it and live that long, then herbalists, we should be seeing herbalists. Be, uh, uh, what are you saying? Because it's already 500 and something years. Herbalists in the days of our great-great-grandfather will still be alive. If they have what it will take to keep one alive forever, they will be here by now. We are, uh, what are you saying? Because they will not be, if they will be too old, they will still keep themselves alive. That was in those days. People who want to save others will need to first do something to save themselves first. That means they are not qualified. 
But the order we represent today is an order that Christ himself said, I don't need to do anything for myself. I am that sacrifice. He did it once and for us. So he didn't need to purify himself because himself is pure. Number two, we do not need any blood of bulls and goats any longer. All we need is the blood of Jesus. No blood of bulls and goats anywhere. So when you go to a place and say, oh, what you need to bring, just bring two, just bring 2,000, bring a white cloth. You know, even some Baptist churches now, we have become, we have become very, very, very syncretic. We have, become, we have become a church now that is not teaching people the acts of herbalism. We say, don't worry, just uh, bring sand, bring the sand of the place where you live. Bring sand and bring water. I will do something for you. I will do something for you. I will do something. I will do something for you. We don't need it again. We don't need blood of bulls, blood of goats. Blood. We don't need any elements. We don't need any objects. We don't need any item. We don't need any emblem. All we need is the blood of Jesus. You know in the law court, like I've already, I said before, in the law court, when you get there, they say, they will ask you, what are you pleading? Are you pleading guilty or not? Guilty or not guilty? You know for we, in the law court of heaven, we don't plead guilty. We don't plead not guilty. What we plead is what? The blood of Jesus. Because with his blood, we have been redeemed. So that is all we plead. We, we are not thinking about the blood of bulls or God that cannot do anything. But it's the blood of Jesus. Number three. Their own were, were done once a year. But for Christ, once and for all. You know when something is once a year, you know how we pray for Christmas. Ah, Christmas is coming. Baba, buy shoe for me. Christmas is coming. Baba, buy cloth for me. But for Christ, it's once and for all. Every day go and enjoy Christmas. We are not waiting for a season and a time. Remember that man who was at the pool at Bethsaida. He was waiting for the steering of the water. And they say the spirit comes once in a while, in a season. Once they, he comes at a season to steer it. But in our own, we don't have any season. Because he has done it once and for all. You know, in their own time, it is a goat that carries the sin and takes it to the wilderness but for us it was Christ that carried it and hung on the cross he didn't need to carry anything to the wilderness but for us he carried it no wonder the bible said even God forsook him because he carried the sin of the entire world and he hung on the cross he carried the sin of you and I and he stood on the cross and carried it all. What are the blessings of atonement as we close? If he, in Hebrew chapter 10, from verses 11 to 14, we can see a few of the blessings. I may just pick out two or three of the blessings of atonement. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 11. The Bible says, and every priest... Stands. I, I wish you can look at that scripture very well. Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly. Did you see it? Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly. He does three, three things. They will stand. They will minister daily and they will offer repeatedly. Oh dear. That is, that is too tasking. An assignment to give us salvation. Any priest who does this kind of thing will get tired one day. They stand up daily and repeatedly. 
a routine. Offering the same sacrifice. Are you seeing the fourth thing? They will stand. They will do it daily. They will do it repeatedly. Offering what? The same sacrifice. The same thing today. The next day they come, the same thing. The next thing again, that means they are not even sure of what they were doing. They were not even sure. Because under the law, it was covered with a veil. We couldn't see clearly. But in verse 12, I love the way the Bible said it. He said, but this man, Kai, he said, but this man, he said, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down at the right hand. While the priests are standing, he offered his own and went and sat down. The moment he offered, he went and he sat down. What is the, what is the spiritual implication of somebody doing something and going to sit down? He said, I have finished it. There is nothing more to do. But the priests, when they offer, they still stand because they know that they have not finished their assignments. They are still waiting for the next assignment. But for Christ, when he offered it, he went and sat down. Please let me tell your neighbor that the matter of atonement is a finished case. For those who are still trusting in the Old Testament laws, you will continue to stand and wait to a regular repair of vehicle. But for Christ, I have done it once and for all. And that's why he went and sat down. It is finished. He concluded the matter. Signed, sealed, and delivered. I am no longer standing in readiness to perform any other sacrifice. I have finished it. And in verse 14, which is the final thing we want to look at. The Bible says in verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 10, it says, it says, for by one sacrifice, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified just by one sacrifice. He did not only sanctify those who were alive at that time. He said, but those who were being, did you see it in your Bible? Those who are being, so for those who were alive then, it worked for them. For those who, are come, who came after, it's still working for them. For you and I who are here now, it's still working for us. We don't need to cry and say, ah, we don't have a chief priest to do it. No, 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 you don't need any chief priest. For those who are being, so it is something that we even, our children that will come after us, it is still speaking for them at one moment. He did it just at one moment. You know what it is called? It is called a post-dated check. I have given you a check for today. I've given you a post-dated check just ahead of, ahead of time. I have paid for it. Even for those who are yet to be born again now. If there's anybody here who is not born again, the same atonement that Christ paid for Apostle Peter and Paul and the rest of them, even those who are not born again, any day they come to Christ, they will enjoy the same thing. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. We'll take questions. We'll take questions. All right. Thank you. Do I take it that uh, you understand it very well or you don't know where to ask the question? Because, because we have time, even though I plan, I'm going to close shortly before 7.30 so that we have time to pray and, and keep to time. Think, remembering what 
we agreed at our church workers' retreats. All right. As we pray, I want to call your attention to what we have just discussed. That Christ, like that goat that was a scapegoat, Hebrews chapter, Isaiah chapter 53 said the same thing about God, about Jesus. He, was, he said he was like a sheep in the hand of the shearers. Just the same way that goat was led to the wilderness. That's the same way our Lord was led to Golgotha. Carrying our sins. Took it to the cross. The Bible said in the book of Colossians, everything that stood opposed to us, he took to the cross and nailed to the cross. If there's anybody here, you are still in doubt as to if the Lord has forgiven you or not. Remember that scripture we read in Hebrew. He said, the Lord will also wipe away your conscience. That was what the blood of bulls and goats could not do. He could only take away their sins. But Jesus did not only take away their sins. He's not only taking away our sins, but he's also dealing with our conscience. So if there's anybody here, who God has forgiven, but you have not forgiven yourself, you need to know that the blood of the eternal covenant did not only wash away your sin, but it also purified your conscience. Do not allow the devil rob you of what is your spiritual rights. God, when he forgives, he sends the animal far because he says, your sin I shall remember no more. So what does he mean? The three significance we raised still applies. Number one, anybody who sins, death is the penalty. Number two, when God has forgiven, just like he sends the goats to the wilderness, he sends, you know, the goat carries the sin of everybody. That's why he takes your sin far from you. And he said, your sin, I shall remember no more. And number three, the sacrifices are always bonds. So Christ also deals with our sin and destroys every effect of our sins. Shall we bow our heads? Our Father, we thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for your word. And thank you for how you have blessed us. We pray that, Father, all that we have learned on the subject of atonement, help us that we will not fail you. We will constantly remain in touch with the matters of spirituality so that we will appropriate what you have done for us at one moment so that while we continue to live for you, we will know that someday you will come to call us into account of the things that we have done with that precious price you paid at Calvary. As we pray, burden our hearts to pray and to pray rightly and let your name be glorified. For I have prayed in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.